It's also exciting today because we get to talk about the Holy Spirit. And the very fact that we are joined with a multitude of other churches in the area is extremely exciting because that is one of the gifts of the Spirit, is to allow us to be unified with one another. So this morning I want to start off with uh, a story. Now I asked my wife permission to share this. Um, it's a, a bit personal about her life, um, but I've had the joy to journey with her in it. So my wife Robin and her older sister Candace grew up primarily with their father. So Robin and Candace lost, uh, were separated from uh, her mother at a very young age. Uh, Robin's mother uh, left when Robin was still a baby and her older sister was less than two years old. From there, Robin and Candace moved up to northern BC and were raised primarily by her dad. So they didn't have much opportunity to have any sort of connection really with their birth mother. Up until uh, Robin and I got married, and Robin had recently been in contact with her mom, and we decided that for our honeymoon, we'd go and visit her mom for the first time. So we drove, we packed up our, our little Mazda protege, and we drove all the way to Montana, and we went uh, to this little tiny town um, with probably like 3,000 people there. And I remember as we were getting closer, I was really gauging from Robin that she had a lot of anxiety around this. It was, it was hard for her. But I think that the anticipation that she had to get a chance to finally meet her mother, this person that she was naturally connected to, this person that birthed her into this world. And as we approached that door, I remember opening the door and I looked at Robin, and you just saw the connection. She looked up and said, that's my mom. I can see it. It's written all over her. They have these, you know, physical attributes that, um, that they look alike. For sure, this was Robin's mom that she'd always longed to have a connection with. Now, as we spent more time with her mom uh, for the few days that we were there, it was absolutely uncanny. The similarities, especially, that this woman had with Robin's sister, Candace. The same mannerisms, the same way they carried themselves, um, her personality, the way that she talked, was almost identical to Robin's sister. Even though they didn't grow up together, they didn't, you know, this, this wasn't uh, something that they uh, grasped from one another because they were apart. But there was something really special there. That the family gene pool somehow imparted these similarities uh, between these women, even though they didn't live together. You see, whether we like it or not, whether we know them or not, our family is a part of who we are. And we can't get away from this. 
Because we were born into our families. We share the same gene pool. Now, psychologist research says that our genetics, or our DNA, interacting with our environment make up our experiences. Say that again. Research shows that our DNA interacting with our environment make up our experiences, which ultimately determines who we are. And that our DNA is the only stable, systematic source of who we become. Let's think in line of this for a minute. If our DNA or our family gene is the only stable source that influences who we become, then how likely is it that we will kind of become like our family? It's pretty likely. How does that saying go, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree? Now I realize this may seem a little bit hopeless to some of you. Maybe you come from a family that you don't really want to be like. But I want to tell you something today. That because of what God has done, we don't have to continue in the patterns of our family. In Genesis 1.27, it says this. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. So even though we might resemble our parents, our DNA, our true DNA, comes from God, whether we believe in him or not. And I assure you, he is most definitely a unique individual, somebody who we would want to be like. So I want you to hold on to that thought for a minute. I want you to hold on to the idea that all people are made in God's image and carry his DNA. And we're going to pick that up later. But for now, I want to focus in on the key part of our passage today, and it's found in Acts 1.8. It says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You see, the magnitude of what is about to happen here is astounding. So much so that after 2,000 years, we still don't really understand the significance of it. But don't be fooled. What happened then is still in place today, and it will be forever. See, this is really good news. And now what I want to focus on this morning is attempting to unwrap this for you. But you need to understand something even if we can kind of grasp what's going on here, each of us is going to spend our entire lives working this out. Now, I've got a study note for you right before we head into this, and that is this. When Paul starts Acts with this passage, it means it's really, really important. Now, Acts, the book of Acts, is, is really a book about what God then commissions his people to do. And the stuff that happens in this book is like crazy town. 
It's amazing. It's incredible. People's lives are restored. So this passage is the very foundation that gives us the capacity to see those kinds of things happen in our world today amongst people that we care about. The first two questions from our passage that we need to ask are this. What is Pentecost? And what's the historical significance of it? Because if we can understand those two things, then we can begin to understand what it means for us. Now, the cool thing about God is that he always existed. His character never changes. So if he's telling us things way back thousands of years ago, those things are still true. His character doesn't change. It's still, we're going to see it, and we're going to see it forevermore. So what is Pentecost? Pentecost is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. It's when God poured out his very spirit for all people. And it's not a random occurrence. The coming of the Holy Spirit is the fulfillment of the times of old. This was prophesied thousands of years ago, even before Jesus. In Joel 2.28, it says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. In Leviticus 26.12, it says, I will walk among you. I will be your God, and you will be my people. So why Pentecost? What's going on in this event? Pentecost happened on the day of the Jewish celebration of Shavuot. And this is called the Festival of Weeks. And what they do uh, during, leading up to this celebration is that they count the days and weeks from Passover. So Shavuot is directly tied to Passover. So in Shavuot, this is the event where God gives them the Torah. It's kind of like the Jewish Bible, but it signifies something. It signifies that God is saying, you are my people, so this is how you should live. Shavuot is directly linked to the Passover. Why does that matter? On the day of the Passover, Israel was freed from slavery of Pharaoh. Interesting. On Shavuot, Israel was given the Torah, and by this they became God's holy people, the people of God. Now this might not seem like it matters a whole lot to you, but I'd ask you to question this. Isn't it interesting that God chose to pour out his spirit on the exact day he made Israel his holy nation? On the exact day that Israel became members of God's family, represented by the giving of the Torah. Isn't it also interesting that when we kind of look at that historical significance, that all this is tied to Israel? and God's family becoming free from slavery. Freedom from slavery. Becoming God's family. Interesting. What does the Holy Spirit have to do with that? Don't you see what God's saying here? That you are a member of his family. 
and that his Holy Spirit is the family crest. Only it's not stagnant, it's alive. And that as a member of his family, you are free from the slavery of your lusts that bind you. Free from the things that keep you from healthy relationship with people all around you. What a gift the Holy Spirit is. That through him, we can live and love like Jesus and help others to do the same. Wouldn't that make the world a better place? If there was just tons of people walking around that lived and loved like Jesus? Lived and loved anyone and everyone? Here are some of the benefits for family members living in the presence and the power of the Spirit. So, the Holy Spirit is our teacher and our reminder. Our teacher and our reminder. The Holy Spirit gives us the capacity to overcome sin. So we don't have to be slaves anymore to the things that break relationships. The Holy Spirit helps us confess and live like Jesus is already King. The Holy Spirit helps us to pray, even when we don't want to. The Holy Spirit intercedes for us, which means he talks to God on our behalf. The Holy Spirit guides us. The Holy Spirit helps us to live and love like Jesus. And the cool thing that we see played out in the book of Acts is that the Holy Spirit actually empowers his people to serve God with a supernatural power. Can you see that there's a direction in these gifts? They're not just random. All of this, all of the gifts of the Spirit have a purpose. One thing that I find helpful when I study Scripture is to ask a simple question. I ask, so what? And that might seem a little cheeky to you, but it actually helps me get to the core of, of what actually is being asked, what God is actually saying. The question, so what? So, for what reason did God give us the Spirit? Did he give us the Spirit to just comfort us? Did he give the Spirit to us so that we could wait until the day that we get to escape from this awful place and fly away to heaven? Leaving all those people to suffer? Is that why he gave us the Spirit? May it never be. So what then? Acts 1.8 but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You will receive power. What kind of power are we talking about here? Are we talking about, like, Trump power? You see, God's power 
looks like weakness to the world. It looks like putting others before yourself. It looks like taking the low position over the high position. It looks like giving away your resources rather than keeping them all to yourself. When you look and see somebody in need, you sacrifice whatever resources you have. It looks like forgiving someone when they just really don't deserve it. It looks like taking the fault when you're innocent. And most of all, it maybe even means sacrificing your own life for another. Sound familiar? John 15, 13 says this, Greater love has no one other than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Receive power, but my kind of power. Be my witnesses, a people that live in love like Jesus. Not Jaron's witnesses, not Kurt's witnesses, not even Justin Trudeau's witnesses, not even the Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> but seriously, let it be none of those, because we all continue to make the same grave mistake as Israel. Limiting who can become a part of God's family. but God's witnesses. Lives lived out in the likeness of God, our God who is for the world. We see that in John 3.16 as evident as day, that God so loved the world that he gave his only son. We see that to be true witnesses of Jesus is to accept society's unacceptable into the family. Luke 14, uh, verses 13 to 14 says this, But when you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed, because they can't repay you. For you will be repaid at the resurrection of the just. Be my witnesses. To the ends of the earth, we must never forget the truth that God is for the world, that he wants to restore this place. Every person from every tribe and every nation God loves. Every person he created in his image and every person he desperately desires to come back to him. So then, the Spirit sends out, He sends us, He sends us all out to represent Him in His likeness, because God's heart's for everyone. You see, God's, God gives us His Spirit so that we would fill the earth 
by him with his people. It's his presence for the restoration of all things back to himself. There's a purpose. God wants to love people through his spirit, through us. Now I'm just going to sum it up quickly for you and bring some clarity to all this. And we're going to have a little bit of interaction with it. So I'm going to ask you a question and you're going to all respond together with every person. Okay? Who has God's DNA? Who does God want to belong to his family? Who does God want to be free from sin or free from the slavery of the lust that destroy relationships? Who does God want to give his Holy Spirit to? Who will the Holy Spirit equip us to reach? So then, if God is restoring us into people that are like him by his spirit, what kind of people will we become? People that are for every person. Man, if we could just get this one thing right, it would change the world. That God is for everyone, therefore I will be also. This is the very heart of God, and if any person, establishment, or religion doesn't have a vision of inclusivity, maybe they don't really know who God is. So, let's help them to know him by living like him. So I want to bring it back a little bit to our, uh, my, my introduction thought there, and let us reconsider it again. Remember I told you to ha- kind of hold on to this statement for later, that all people are made in God's image and carry his DNA? Well, in light of everything I've shared with you today, why is it so important that we know who we are? You'll want to write this down if you're taking notes. Because who we truly are and who we believe we are determines what we will do. I'll say that again. Who we truly are, our DNA, and who we believe we are, do we believe in that, determines what we will do. And make no mistake here, God wants us to do something. I believe God wants us to live in connection with him and one another. This is the family of God. And out of this identity, we gain the capacity to live and love like him in every street corner, in every home, every workplace, every school, every pub, every cafe, every gym, every studio, every club, every hospital, in Jerusalem, in Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. May nobody not know 
how much God loves them and how much he desires for them to come and be with him. So now that you know your identity, do you believe it? If you do, then you will go. The question is, where will God want to send you? As we end here, I want to pray for you all. I want to pray for the churches that we're unified uh, with today. And I want to pray for these congregations that God would grab a hold of their hearts. So would you join me in this time? Father, I thank you that you never give up. I thank you that your heart is for your children, whether they believe in you or not. You created them. And Father, I ask that somehow they would see you for who you really are. That they would come back to the family. That they would be empowered by your spirit. And that they would go and share your love with the world. Father, each of us have people in our lives that are far from you. We have our friends and our families and our neighbors and our coworkers and all these people that we're connected with. Father, would you fill us with your spirit and give us the capacity to love them like you do, to show them who you really are by how we love. Father, I want to pray for Sunrise Church, Pacific Community Church, Port Kales Church, Coast Hills Community Church, Center Church, Cloverdale Baptist Church, Horizon Church, Hope Community Church, Surrey Covenant Reformed Church, Parkside Christian Church, and Crossridge Church. Father, this morning would you unify us by your Spirit and commission us all to go. Father, help us to go. Fill us and equip us. Challenge us. Father, we thank you that you don't give up. Continue on us. Let us set the table like you've already done, inviting all to come and have a seat as members of the family. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.